TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Stacy Dales, NFL Network correspondent. Doing great. Good morning, everybody. Breaking down the Bears beat in news around the NFL. And I live in Chicago, and I do the score radio a uh, little plug there sure. every week 70. shout out to the host Th- this has been an emotional freaking roller coaster you guys former WNBA star and the ball stolen away didn't see her coming and Perkins gets the clean steal over to Dale's easy land Stacy Dale's off a beautiful feed from Elaine Powell Stacy Dale's with Mully and Haw on 670 the score Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. Always a delight to talk to Stacey Dales, NFL Network, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, David, she's going to be covering the Bears' victory over – well, who knows what will happen. Hopefully the Bears' victory. And uh, Stacy joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse – since 1892. Stacy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm ready for week 18. It's been a, a weird, long season, but uh, it just so happens that it would, for me, end in culminate in Green Bay. So I'm excited about it. Will you be prepared? What's the weather supposed to right. be Sunday at Lambeau? I know you're going to be ready yeah. for that. Yeah, I just I pack early and I just pulled out my heavy duty sweaters. It's gonna be pretty cold, but you know it's it actually the, the season hasn't been bad, guys. I mean, the Bears got a little messy over the weekend against Atlanta with some snow, but it, by and large, it's been no. I just probably screwed myself in a big way. So <laughs> <laughs> always a mistake to be optimistic. I, I was yeah. I covered that game. You remember the one where Tom Coughlin had to put Vaseline on his face, and it was, it was, it yeah. was like an awful game. That I was... parked in front of some guy's tree across the street from the stadium, and I was worried I wasn't going to was ever get out of there. Cold. Oh, good God. It was yeah, Lambo's the coldest the game I ever did was when the Vikings were still transitioning to the new stadium, so they were at the University of uh, Minnesota. and. Oh. It was a it was a playoff game, I believe Seattle, and it ended on a missed field goal. And Seattle, I believe, won. But the the wind chill this was a long time ago. Uh, the wind chill was like minus forty in Minnesota, and I, I it, it was impossible. I've never been in cold like that. So I think this will be okay this weekend. So Stacy, you were in Buffalo, and obviously, you know the the link to the Bears. I, I wanted to get your perspective on this. We watch guys like Josh Allen play quarterback, and he can drive you crazy, I think, if you, if you watch him every week. Like, 
a lot of us are, pay attention to the great quarterbacks, and he is, he's a great quarterback. But he makes some throws that, like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? He'll throw some interceptions. Like, what are you yep. doing? What are you thinking? Yeah. Do you have any – are there any parallels to be drawn to what the Bears have in Justin Fields in that, okay, he makes some throws like, oh, what are you doing? And then he has explosive plays. And then he'll have a, a dime like he threw to DJ Moore in the end zone. And you wonder if you wait, will it be worth it? Was there a time in Buffalo where they wondered if they would wait, would it be worth it? And now it is. That's a great question. And, you know, I've talked to – I've talked to Brandon Bean, their general manager, about it. I've had quite a few of their games this year, but just over historically covering their team. When they when they drafted Josh Allen, there there was a uh, a long term vision with him that they believe he's going to win them a Super Bowl, and that is still the case. And so in Buffalo, and every situation is different, David. I, I think it's a really great question because we do tend to compare players that maybe have similar qualities or tendencies. And, and I think they're all very unique and they're willing to take the good with the bad in Buffalo, That they know that he's going to make some risky plays that includes sometimes diving for a first down when he shouldn't because he's Josh Allen. And that's why you see him get dinged up or he's got a stinger or something going on right now. They've got to go beat Miami uh, in order to win their division and really secure a playoff spot. But, they're totally different situations. They're still trying to figure out if they're going to keep Justin Fields. There's two things that stand out for me right now with the situation with the Bears. Number one, I have not, you guys could chime in here and correct me if I'm wrong, I have not heard a public declaration or affirmation from a high-ranking member of the organization, whether it be a coach or management, say Justin Fields is our, our guy and our quarterback. When you go around, you look at Lamar Jackson's time in, in Baltimore. You look at Jalen Hurts and the questions that surrounded Jalen Hurts after he they drafted him and brought him in and, you know, had to make a change from Carson Wentz and they made a change from Joe Flacco in Baltimore. And those are just two examples. But there was always a public declaration of this is our guy. Like even last year with the contract yeah. negotiation with Lamar, I mean, there was some stuff going on with his injuries now and there was some stuff going on. Uh, off field, him not showing up in the off season, like, but John Harbaugh never wavered. And he publicly supported that, that Lamar Jackson is not only our quarterback, he's our quarterback of the future. and We can't win without him. Um, I haven't heard that here. Number one, number two, you, you know, we're going to continue to go all over the place with this and we'll get back to Josh Allen in a second, David, but I, I think that I made that clear how I felt about that. But like with, with, when you, when you consider the fact that, like, the money that's going to go into bringing Justin Fields back, you have to feel very comfortable if you're this organization because of the opportunity that you have to draft and it becomes an element of economical decision-making. Mm. Um, now, I hate to say that, but it's just the NFL, right? So, And then you do the whole evaluation, um, the entirety of it. I think this game in Green Bay is huge for Justin Fields, huge. He's never beat the Packers. In five games against them, he has nine giveaways. And if you want to win the North, you've got to beat the Packers. You have to. I know the Lions won it this year, but hasn't that always been the case? And doesn't it just irk the Bears every year that, it, it, you know, the Packers find a way to put themselves in position to get into the playoffs? They haven't beat them in, in the Matt LaFleur era. Since 2019, they're 0-9 against the Packers. They haven't won at Lambeau since 2015 when Jay Cutler was quarterback. So 
like to me, this game, he's played so much better, and the offense has. And Justin said it. I was at the facility yesterday. They're playing better complimentary football. We just saw it against Atlanta. Um, but I think this game is huge for him to continue building on that evaluation that they're putting together. And I, I, I just, I, I really like Justin. Um, I always take out opinions of uh, how I feel about any person in the league because there's so many great guys that it doesn't work for them in certain situations. But I don't think the Josh Allen is something the Bears see the same thing as right now, at least right now, David. That's an excellent point. And I, and I think, Stacy, that the very fact that the Bears got the number one overall selection, you know, and, and everybody knows it, and it's a done deal, they own that pick. They traded last year. Are they willing to trade two years running? Are they willing to pass on a potential franchise quarterback if that's what they end up believing they have the opportunity to get? And good mm-hmm. God, there's about six guys there. There, There is a lot of different things that could go on. And the Bears have already won two games in the division, and, and going three and three in the division would be huge. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um the Bears are two and six on the road this year. This is an opportunity to clean that up. Um, but, you know, I do, I, I, Ryan Poles has done a lot of really good things. And, you know, people laughed at me midseason when I said, yeah, Matt Eberflus is a great defensive mind. I, it, people, you know, laughed at it. And, like, he is. I'm sitting with Eddie Jackson in his locker yesterday. And I'm like, there's no, how do you guys feel about Flus? He's like, there's, there's no doubt. He's got to come back. He trans, he said he transformed the transformation he did for our defense is night and day. I mean, he said he reminds him of Nick Saban. So like, I, I do feel like, I think Poles is good and he's good to go and he's going to have some tough decisions to make. But I think Flus, you know, my takeaway coming out of yesterday, as we go into week 18 here is that Flus is back. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do offensively. I just think they haven't made a declaration, so they haven't made a decision. And because of what you just said, Molly, there's just so many variables. The trade opportunities, the trade implications, the opportunity to draft number one overall. Because um, now you're looking at, like, your decisions impact your future if you're Ryan Poles and the decision makers, right? Like, Kevin Warren's going to have a big imprint on what happens, and I think that's a really good thing. I mean, he is awesome. And um, Flus has transformed the defense. I mean, you talk to one defensive player who doesn't want him back, and not not only want him back, but as the defensive play caller. Like, Eddie told me he'll walk into the locker room. They'll have a whole scripted whiteboard up. And Flus will walk right past the whiteboard, and he'll pull out this, like, notes, handwritten notes. I just boom, 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 boom. Here's what I went over when I rewatched the tape last night. This is what we need to do. Like, he's like, he went into the lab, he came, comes in the next day, and he has really put this group in an 11-is-1 format to, to, to win. And they have 22 interceptions. That, that is tops in the NFL. They're number three in total takeaways defensively. And I wasn't surprised with Montez and Jalen getting into, you know, I'm not a big Pro Bowl person. I congratulate them, but I, I, I just, all pro means a lot more in my eyes. But um, I was happy for them because they deserve it. It is a tough balance to strike, though, Stacey, moving forward, because I agree with you, and everything you said is totally valid as it pertains to Matt Eberflus is a better head coach when he's calling defenses, and he certainly has connected this defense in a way 
that is they consider special and important and bonding and all the things. But I think on one hand, the Bears are going to use that as part of the basis and rationale, I think, in explaining why he deserves another season. On the mm-hmm. other hand, if they, like many expect, move on from their quarterback, they're going to maybe not outwardly state it, but they're going to ignore those same kind of sentiments that mm-hmm. players have and loyalty to Justin Fields. So it matters for the head coach, but it won't matter for the quarterback. They'll remove emotion from the equation when evaluating the quarterback position, but you know what? It's probably one of the biggest reasons that Matt Eberflus will get a third season. I I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on, David. I mean, it's such an interesting dichotomy they're dealing with because of the emotions now invested in this. Like, I asked Justin in his presser yesterday, what is this brotherhood like? I mean, this is a brotherhood like he has never had, it sounds to me, like in Chicago. And they are all publicly supporting him. That's what I mean when I say I have not heard an upper-ranking member support him. Like, you listen to one John Harbaugh presser from last year. Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. Why are you asking me that? What are you talking about? Lamar's our guy. Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni wears Jalen Hurts T-shirts to the stadium. Okay? Like, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. But the players are. Okay? Like, of course, D.J. Moore has had a career-high season this year with Justin as his quarterback. The players love Justin. They love how hard he works. They love the kind of teammate that he is. This is a very delicate balance if you're Ryan Poles. There's no question about it. But you're also now looking at your future. Like, how is this decision going to impact me? And then what are they evaluating? I think that's so important. Like, guarantee you, Ryan Poles and his staff are looking at every single Justin Fields moment, game, his 19 giveaways in the fourth quarter in his career, which is tied for the most since he entered the league in the fourth quarter. Like, those are real. Who has he beat? Who has he not beat? Defeated. Um, this, that's why this Packers team, to me, is so big. And I'm not trying to dramatize it or anything of that nature. And they've, they've certainly downplayed that they can go play spoiler. But, like, no, they want to they knock the play, Packers out. If they beat the Packers, the Packers don't go to the playoffs. That is the that is the lasting legacy though the Bears will leave us with this season, um, and and I you know the way they run the ball with Herbert, there's still some football in them. I, like I talked to Brian Baldinger this week, I bounced a lot of things off of him because he's such a great analyst and played for so long in the league, and um, you know this is such a dangerous team. If the if the Bears got into the playoffs right now, you don't want to play them. This is a team you don't want to play because they're actually ascending at the right time. They're peaking at the right time, and Justin has played better. The turnovers have been better. That cleaned up, I should say. And, you know, Flus used the term this week. He said consistency. He said, we want to see Justin put back-to-back games. Now, he's had three years. Has he put back-to-back great performances together? That was an interesting statement to me that Flus made that I would want to go back and rethink about. Yeah, that is uh, – listen, there, 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 again, I think that there are two things happening here for the Bears. The season is ending with an opportunity to kind of give them that sort of lift that Detroit got at the end of last year. They, they've won some games at the end of the season, and they've got the future and the draft picks and all of the possibilities that that means. So I think that we're seeing a team that is almost – finished with a rebuild because it's now just about building. 
It's about building yep. moving forward. They're, it's not about getting rid of people. Now they need to bring back Jalen Johnson. They need to do that. But I, I think they're in a good position all the way around. I do agree with you. And that it, it's evident that in the NFL, it takes time. And that might be weighing on the minds of management. Like it, it, you can't in a year and a half expect the the rebuild that you put into motion when you took over. If you're Ryan Poles in 2022, you can't expect these miraculous results more often than not. So you're just seeing it manifest right now. I mean, I, they've won five of their last seven football games, and yeah, you can look at the opponents that they played, but uh, you know. If they win that Cleveland game in week 15, you guys, oh, it's a whole different conversation. Yep. Yep. Like that, they, they had a they had a 10 plus or whatever point lead it was going into the fourth quarter and blew the lead in Cleveland. Like you win that game, you lo- you end up losing by three. That, that that's a really good team. That's a re- that defense. I I have not seen a defense like that in person. Now I've seen a few. Um, Dallas early was sensational. Buffalo has been incredible coming through some of the injuries and still being what they are like they will turn you over but like Cleveland's defense from the front to the back because I had their game two weeks ago in Houston you can't breathe at the quarterback position so for the Bears to have had a chance to win in Cleveland and beat them and you know their defense saved the day so um yeah it's a whole different conversation but yeah there's just so many the other the other thing I would just say is like I I, and I, I I don't know if I said this last week but like Ryan Poles spent 10 years roughly in Kansas City. He was a part of the evaluation of bringing in Patrick Mahomes. So he saw Matt Castle, he saw Alex Smith, and he saw Patrick Mahomes. And with all due respect, he saw average quarterback play to, you know, slightly above average to extraordinary quarterback play and how that evolved over the course of Kansas City's, you know, time and growth with Andy Reid. And the way they targeted Patrick Mahomes from his youth at Texas Tech to the point where they were able to draft him and remember where he went in the draft, right? So my curiosity is how that process is going currently for Ryan Poles and Caleb Williams or Drake May or, you know, some of these quarterbacks. Like how when you think about um, Jaden Daniels and when you think about Drake and Bo Nix and – what kind of process, how long have they been studying maybe one of those guys and fallen in love with him the way that Kansas City fell in love with Patrick Mahomes? That's what I would be super curious to know if I could sit as a fly on the wall of Ryan Poles and his college, um, his, you know, pro college football sort of study guys and gurus and yeah. um, that, are, that are in all these buildings all the time around these players and their staff. Well, I'm super curious to know, when Caleb Williams went to Oklahoma, were you part of the recruiting process, or did you meet him there? <laughs> no, but I was freaking pissed when he left. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Well, uh, I, I, had a, I had a text message for Lincoln Riley, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Great stuff, Stacy. Stacy, thank yeah. you. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and we'll look forward to talking playoffs soon. Stay warm. Yeah, happy New Year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that is Stacy Dales. Always a joy. And this segment with Stacy Dales was sponsored by McGrath Acura, McGrath Acura in downtown Chicago and Westmont. Then you do the math, you choose McGrath. Sing it. 
I love it when it's like, when you do the math, you, you choose, choose McGrath. McGrath. I'm not singing that. You could, you could if you were committed. If you were pot committed, <laughs> no, you you are always. Committed. She had some interesting stuff. <laughs> she to did. Say. It's um, I I gotta tell you, there's a lot. There's just a lot going through your head when you the, think about all the possibilities, the, and it's hard to keep them all aligned. The biggest thing she said was what the Bears haven't stated. But, and it, and w- how many times has Eberflus had a chance to? They have. Uh, He's ducking that question. They have like, not said a word. Yeah. They have been so easy to proclaim uh, who you want and who is your franchise quarterback. They have passed when given the chance. 312-644-6767. Mully and Hawn, the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Has Justin done enough to convince you that he's the franchise quarterback? Yeah, like I said, we're just going to look at uh, his performances right now. Um, and we'll talk about all those big picture questions after the season. Um, you know, with Ryan and myself, and, and we'll see where it goes from there. But we love w- where his progress is. Um, he's been more consistent. Uh, we like what he's done the last six games, uh, you know, in terms of the turnovers, the sacks, uh, touchdowns, taking care of the football, uh, throwing the ball down the field. So those are all positive things. And, again, we'll assess that as we get going here in the near future. future. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio. 670 the score. Was that like the fourth or fifth time he had a chance to? That was Monday, the latest time, and he passed. You heard that. Ryan Poles has had opportunities every week before his pre-recorded, pre-game interview on the Bears radio network. He has passed. There's been really nobody except for the players who have publicly supported Justin Fields to the point where they identified him as a franchise quarterback. So, that silence has spoken volumes. It really has. 312-644-6767. We'll start with Frank. He's on the road. Hey, Frank. Hello. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. All right. Now, my uh, my question has to do with uh, Justin Fields and what would be the talking points and or perception of Justin Fields if the defensive play calling 
hadn't given up those three potential wins or those three wins we had um, with, the, with, with the Browns, the leads we had with the Browns, uh, the Lions, uh, and then Denver. Um, what would be the perception if we won two, or let's just say for the sake of this conversation, that we won all three games and we're heading to the playoffs? What would we be saying about fields? What would we be asking about fields? Would we still be talking about the same thing and a, play, a guy that got us to the playoffs Will we still be talking about drafting a Caleb Williams? You know, and if we can answer that question, then that should probably be our answer because, uh, in a way, the coaching kind of failed him, right? Now, he has, what, 2,600 yards passing this year. As bad as the Carolina Panthers have been, Bryce Young has 2,800 passing yards this year. You could have plugged him in in Justin Fields' position, and he could have lost those three games and uh, we would have been in the same playoff position also. Now, you can argue that we're going to go to the playoffs next year regardless who we have behind, behind the helm, whether it's Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, the way the, the defense is projecting, uh, the way the offense has, has uh, been moving forward uh, as of late in the last six, seven games. But you, have, you also have to ask yourself, in Washington with Sam Howell, why does this guy have 3,800 passing yards? A Sam Howell with that team he has over there. We have to look at the offensive coordinators too. Sam Howell is being Frank. You're all over the place. But, you, you but his a couple initial point is very interesting. Let's stick with the initial yeah. point because then you kind of yeah. wandered. Look, if the Bears had won those three games and they're say ten and six instead of seven and nine going yeah. into the finale, then I think that you could use the record as a stronger argument to retain and bring back Justin Fields. There's no doubt about that because you would see a growth in terms of the winning record. And he wouldn't have made any mistakes to make those losses, hypothetically. That didn't happen. But if it had, you still would see the same type of things we've identified. You still see the same types of, of throws that maybe he hasn't made you would find it easier to justify bringing him back. It's not going to be easy to move on if you do, if the Bears do. It would make it a more complicated conversation. I don't know that it would make it a different one. I, I think what's interesting is he's saying that the defense, that the head coach is who let him down in those three games and that Justin Fields did enough to win those three games and the Bears could not preserve the um, – the victories and therefore if they were if three games had gone the other way we wouldn't be having a conversation so about replacing anyone fields played no role in those losses well in the fourth quarter i mean listen I, i'm just that, asking because I, i'm just saying that's what, the premise i'm just saying what he said that his premise would be his that premise is that the defense yeah should have won those games i i, I am not arguing with his premise i think what what the reality is, is that you've got the number one overall pick in a draft where there's a player who people have been waiting two or three years to come out. And if, if you have an opportunity for him, uh, does that change the way you look at what you, you know, is, is, uh, is having a guy lead you to the playoffs, if that's the scenario he's proposing, versus a team that is going to have a losing season, does that change the way? You know, yes. It's perception. The it's yes. perception. The reality it is different. it's yes. probably not a fair and, leap to but, make. But as you say, it's complicated because you do have the number one overall pick. 
nobody is – okay, I shouldn't say nobody. Avoid absolutes. My perception, my feeling is that I'm not ready to move on from Justin Fields from the Bears' perspective because of his one-loss record. You'll never hear me say, well, you know, he's 10-27 and 27 as a starter, so that's just not good enough. That's unfair and inaccurate. Yeah. Just like – so I, if you're not going to use that as part of the discussion or argument for – weighing Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams, then then don't I don't think to me ten and six versus seven and nine is going to make a big difference either. Plus, you know, Tyson Bajet was two and two by that by that equation. See to me, the the only argument you're making there is that the coach shouldn't be back. That is not an argument about the quarterback and the perception yeah, of him it's, being It's shifted. not a quarterback conversation. No. The quarterback conversation is based on a quarterback evaluation, an right. individual performance, how he affects the team around him, certainly how he functions in that offense. Play caller has a lot to do with that. Everything is, is tied into the same equation, but yes. it's more about the head coach when you're talking about wins and losses and blown leads. Yes, I agree with By that. By the way, breaking news. Please. They are serious about this quarterback thing, exploring all different possibilities. Jeremy Fowler reports on Twitter that the Bears are working out free agent quarterback Chris Strevler today. They're working out Strevler? Yes. They're working oh. out Strevler. Yeah. 30-year-old journeyman. Well, 29, I think. No, maybe he's 28 right now. Local guy. Local guy. Strevler coming back? Marion Catholic. I'm sorry. Marion Catholic. He, uh, 28 years old, history with the Cardinals, Ravens, Dolphins, Jets, and also the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. In for a tryout. That maybe tells you, though, Tyson Bajan, he missed practice because of an illness? Yes. Could there be an issue with uh, the well, depth Well, I mean, listen, let me ask something. Did you see they signed a long snapper? Yeah. You know, Patrick Scales was not able to practice yesterday. We never talk about that sort of thing. But you want to know how to submarine a team? You get the long snapper out of there, and you don't have you can't you can't punt, you can't kick a field goal. I, there are that's a that's a really good way to damage your team. So they signed a, a new long snapper, Matt Overton. Matt Overton, so Veteran. they have some coverage. Exactly, long guy, eleven years experience. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe that's what that is as well. Do they? I, I can't remember. Do they have anybody left on the practice squad, a quarterback? Isn't I Peterman think, still here? Is Peterman still He's here? He's still drawing a check, isn't okay, he? I'm not sure. Yeah, somewhere. There's I always know, Peterman. I know they got rid of, uh, what's his name, the guy whose song uh, Brandon loved to play. McSorley? His name is Jason McSorley. Trace McSorley. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I like the song, but. I didn't really like the song. Didn't really like the player. I thought the song was catchy. I thought he was a good college player. Yeah. I liked the uh, song when he was in college. Okay. Yeah. He stopped earning a song. Let's try uh, – oh, my God. Here we go with our – Tony. Tony's in Downers Grove. Hi, Tony. Well, hey, guys. It's interesting. Nobody's been expecting a, a quick turnaround except half the people that call into the score. Um, so what happens if Fields has a great year next year, you got him for cheap – well, now you got to pay him, right? Are they going to pay him? Is right. he going to go somewhere else for right. more money? And why is it just Caleb Williams? Has anybody watched Michael Penix this year? I mean, I know my Longhorns DBs weren't the best, but 
that, that dude, he was just dropping yes. freaking dots. Yeah, we've talked I mean, about him. Yes. Yeah, he's special. There's you no know, doubt about it. He has had two knee operations. That, that's the concern. Michael well, Penix, his saying. projection in the league is not necessarily – it is maybe – uh, there's maybe a, a, a slight difference between him and Caleb Williams in the right. eyes of some evaluators, but there are more concerns, I think, about his durability because of his health past. And he's coming into the league, I believe he's like six years older than Bayless. No, he's not. No, it was he's like 23. Joke. It was just a joke. Plus, he's, oh, hold on. Yeah. He's left handed. Oh, I know that bothers you. Well, I mean, I, like your parents, would beat it out of you. <laughs> He's left-handed. Or should I say, he's left-handed now. Yeah, exactly. Now. <laughs> they didn't, yeah, they never got to it. Maybe next year it'll be different. <laughs> Andrew is in Chicago. Hey, Andrew. Yesterday you said that the DJ Moore trade was one of the best in Bears history, and mm-hmm. I understand this devil's advocate approach, but you know, far and away the most important position in sports is franchise quarterback, okay? Yep. Who are the three power players in this trade decision we made last year? Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, and Caleb Williams. Who would you take right now? I think most reasonable people would say C.J. Stroud. He was there last year for the taking. In light of that, was it a great trade? Should we even made it? Everyone's talking about Fields versus Caleb. Why is nobody saying the guy was there last year and we, we passed on? We have mentioned that. Andrew, we that's not a, ignoring that's a, it's a great it. question, though. And it, it, you know, had if it weren't for the fact, and, I, and I, let me say this to you, that I believe if the Bears did stay with the number one pick, they would have taken Bryce Young. Yes, they would have. And <laughs> and so, as opposed to the guy taking number one overall, I think the Bears, the Bears made a hell of a trade. And I think, in retrospect, is there going to be a day where they regret that they didn't take C.J. Stroud? Possibly. They're- but at this point, they have a chance to get a... a, a uh, a maybe better option than him. In the eyes of a lot of talent evaluators, they mm-hmm. think that C.J. Stroud won't be as good of an NFL quarterback even after this rookie season as, as Caleb Williams. Yeah. But it is a fair question because, if you remember, Ryan Pohl said he would have to be blown away. And he never – And he never was. He never – well, he didn't give him a chance to be. Did he give he, himself he a chance He traded on March 12th. Right. So he accel- no, so accelerated the process, yes. removed that anxiety – and decided to make a trade that I think because of how much he got in return and how good that trade looks right now, that has removed some of those questions like the one, what about C.J. Stroud? You could have taken him, you could have kept the pick, and you'd be okay. He not only got a uh, a pretty good offensive tackle, we don't know if it's going to be great, could have had a uh, an inside guy that would have answered a lot of questions, maybe not. There was problems with that pick. They didn't feel like they could handle him. That's okay. So he takes uh, he takes a guy and moves down. He gets uh, he gets the defensive player of the week. He came in that trade. <laughs> He's the reigning defensive player of the week it's in the still, NFL. It's still this week. So there you go. He's got it's still this days. week. He's but got a couple more we, days. See, this trade has the potential. Of, yeah. To be one of the greatest in Chicago yes, sports history, exactly. But they really haven't won anything yet. No, they okay? haven't. They've Let's got remember to win. that. They've I've got seen to win. some conversation around social media and elsewhere about this is the greatest trade in, in Chicago sports history. For that to be true, yes, yeah, you got to win something because of it, and it's not not a draft spot, not what was not the, third what, place. What was the greatest trade in Chicago sports history? 
Greatest trade in Chicago sports history. That's a really good question. I think it would have to be maybe Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta was a really to the good Cubs. trade. That's a Scotty good one. Pippen on draft night. That's a really good one. To the Bulls. Dennis Rodman, just to win three more titles. Possibly that's a good one. Did you see the text we got? It was a good – I'm sorry to digress. How does a city that embraced Dennis Rodman worried about a quarterback who paints his nails? Yeah. <laughs> Ask Dustin. I know. He's the guy. I'm looking at him. Again, it, yeah. you guys misrepresent that. Again. Oh, again. Again. Yeah, once Derisively. Again. 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 Anyway, we digress. Other great traits. What's the other great trade? Uh, was Marion Hosa a trade? No, free agent. Okay. He's on the free agent signing. He's, best on, free he's the number list. one free agent. Yeah, him or John Lester. John Lester was good. Rick Sutcliffe, 84. Yeah, they didn't win. They did too win. They did not win. They got to the playoffs. They, they ended not, a drought. That they, was a special summer. You're not winning a title. Why, why, why do you have to spoil that memory? Well, we're talking about trades that won titles. That's okay. why you said Arietta. Well, I think the. In those days, winning a division title to the Cubs, that version of the Cubs, well, was a big deal. We've moved beyond lovable okay. loser. Okay? And the Sox, what Sox trades would have been? What led to what helped them in 05? It, it was Jermaine Dye a free agent signing? I think there were a lot of free agents. AJ was a free agent. AJ was a free agent. The uh, Canerco, they traded for Canerco. Yeah, but at the time it wasn't. It like... they eventually won. <laughs> I know, but they did. He was the captain. It was like, oh, that trade did it. Well, I mean, it was pretty good in retrospect. Um, you needed him to win that one, <laughs> and he was technically a there, trade. There aren't a lot of great Bears trades to speak of that would qualify. Jacob, Mike Singletary. Bears traded a fifth round pick to the 49ers to move up two spots in the second round from 40 to 38 to take Baylor's middle linebacker, hmm. Mike Singletary. Hmm. Good research there. Pro football reference kid. I try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carlos, yeah. Carlos Lee for Scotty Pinsednik and a reliever. Huh? No. Without Scotty Pinsednik, you don't win the World Series. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that, that's it's a that's, good one. That's good. No. So. They have, I think the criteria has to be for it to qualify as a best it's trade title. in sports tr history. And there it, haven't it been a, a lot of those. So who did the Bears trade for in 85? Mm. Singletary? That's the answer. That was a draft pick. Well, they traded for the pick. Okay. I don't and think we got there's... Canerco. <laughs> Canerco, your draft trade. I like mine. I, Arietta. Arietta is a really good. It's a Scott really, Feldman fetching yes, Arietta and Pedro Strope. Arietta, are you voting him into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Me? Well, when the time comes. Men's Fitness Hall of Fame. Okay. That's it. He's going to sit on a table. He's going to sit on two tables. He's in the Cub in Hall the of Fame. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, He's going to be in the Cub Hall of Fame. That's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> Bruce said it is. Uh, no. No. Different Hall of Fame. Let's try uh, Matt. Matt's in Chicago. Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Morning. How you doing? Morning. Buddy. Doing well. How are you? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I'm of the belief that the Bears aren't going to win anything until the team is sold. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But dealing with what we have right now, you know, you can only play who's in front of you. The Bears have beaten two winning teams under Eberflus, the Trey Lance-led 49ers and the Lions a couple weeks ago. Like Stacy said, Fields has 19 turnovers, most in the league in the fourth quarter since he came in. 
I think you either blow the whole thing up or bring everyone back except for Fields because I just don't see – and I know the players are, you know, all in on the coaching staff right now, but I think you've seen enough all around, and I don't even care if they draft Caleb Williams or not. Um, you know, the defense has improved a lot since Sweat came in, but there's just too much inconsistency. We can say, oh, if they won this game, they won that game, they'd be in the playoffs. They, they blew games. And I think you've just seen enough all around. And, you know, Pace and – or, excuse me, Poles inherited this situation. I think you got to give him a chance to, to build his own, his own, you know, team here. Matt, respect your opinion and respectfully disagree. This defense is close to being special if it isn't already. You can win a championship. You can – with this core – of defensive players. I just don't think you want to break that up. All right. Um, I guess we got to talk to, uh, to uh, it's Layla. Layla, no Dan, thankfully. And we got uh, Layla and Lawrence joining us next. We got full phones. Full phones. And I'm looking at it. Sorry and I, I don't mean anything <laughs> negative about crosstalk. I'm just, I, I feel like we could talk another we, three we and a half, four and a half hours. We could take all of our calls 10 deep. That's yeah. where we are. Yeah. 10 That's callers. How- that's how well things Call are back going. tomorrow. Yes. Thank we'll you get, for listening. And, and, and we should we should let you know you should tune in all day tomorrow because it's a four seasons heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electric football Friday. It's presented by your local Ford dealers, and it's not a game Illinois.com. We're gonna get you set for Sunday's matchup, the season finale against the Green Bay Packers. We will even give you the winner. If you like that, we can tell you that we have seen rehearsals and we know exactly how it's going to – nah, that's not true. We haven't seen rehearsal. There has been no rehearsal. Not every game is fixed, David. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively – Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.